Welcome to How to Love Forever. In this episode, we explore and define four message types. We explain the difference between being an analytical, intuitive, functional, and personal message type. We see which ones work best with each other and which ones are more challenging to combine in relationships. We share tips on how to get along with each message type. And we help him point you and your partner's message type. All coming up right, right now. Hi. I'm Marco. And I'm Heather. We invite you on a journey of discovery as we explore techniques, tools, and inspiration to better our love lives and our sex lives. Join us as we travel the world, seeking out the stories that can help improve how we do romance and relationships. Come with us as we discover how, how to, to love, love forever. forever. Hi, love bunnies, and welcome to today's episode of How to Love Forever, where we boldly explore love relationships and sexuality my name is marco and i'm heather <laughs> in today's episode we are discussing the four message types in communications that's right so last week we talked about the five communication styles and how they can impact our relationships and we saw that some styles are more desirable than others like assertive instead of manipulative mm -hmm. today however we are taking a look at message types and that is the kind of message that you are trying to get across in your communication style. So it's different from the communication styles in that the communication styles are techniques, whereas the message types are more about how someone's personality alters what is being communicated. Yeah, so think of the communication styles as ways to deliver the content of your message, and the message type says more about the flavor and the filling of the content itself. So not to get philosophical or anything, but it's like a tostada versus a taco. <laughs> They're each a different way to convey yummy fillings and salsa to your taste buds. Yeah, but it's more like the communication style is the kind of tortilla you use, you know, soft, crunchy, etc. While the message type is the filling itself. Ground beef, chicken fajitas, impossible meat, soylent green. It's made of people. <laughs> so, how your message type affects your communication. These message types are more about the content a person conveys within the conversation, as we said before. True. Each person will have a preferred message type when communicating, and endeavoring to understand what that message type is can help make sure that you are effectively creating deeper connection in your relationship. Yeah, no matter what your communication style is, whether it's assertive, aggressive, passive, manipulative, you can fit it with these four message types, depending on the type of person you're communicating with. Yeah, and it may take some practice, but it will make you a much more effective communicator in your relationship. Try to determine what message type you are and what message type your partners are, and then you'll have an easier time relating once you discover that key to your communication. So analytical is the first one we're going to get into, and that message type goes for structured info and factual statements. You know, they're like the numbers and data person, and they can sometimes tend to under-regard the emotional message as too vague or unimportant. The Professor Sheldon Cooper types? Oh, absolutely. When I think of this type, I, I definitely think of somebody who might be more of like the Asperger type. 
you know, on the spectrum where they're very into hard data and it can be difficult for them to understand emotional communication. Mm. So it means that they prefer direct statements like it's important to me that we set up a scheduled date night each week where we turn off our phones and get intimate instead of lighting some candles and putting on Barry White where you're hoping that they're going to pick up on your cues. That's not their style. That's Mm. not their type. I see. So when you do communicate with this type of partner, make sure to do your homework, right? Lay out the pros and cons of options and follow up with your preference with sound logic. Huh. Yeah. So you got to like list it out. You got to do a full inventory of every item in your communication and stuff. I totally get that. Well, I mean, it sounds like an analytical partner can be a really good thing to have around, but uh, for what reason? If you're in a relationship with an analytical partner, what are the benefits of that? Well, they're really good at solving issues calmly and equitably. They're super good at logic. So if you come to them with a logical approach, they will hear you. And if they're not providing what you need, then you can present that balanced argument and they'll accept it and understand that they need to improve in those areas. Hmm. So people that I know who have come to me with with requests on how to get more of what they need in their relationship with an analytical person. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not a relationship therapist, guys. However, my advice has been along the lines of explain, I need more intimacy. I need to feel loved. And I feel loved when you specifically spend intimate time with me X amount a week or whatever. Right. You have to quantify what it is that you need. I need X thing from you. I need W thing from you. Right. And it may seem, you know, quote unquote unromantic, but it's about understanding who they are, how their brain works, and that they love you. They just need to understand how to show you that love in a way that you will appreciate. I see. Right. Now, the downside, of course, is that the analytical person can be construed as emotionalist or dispassionate. Uh, They can make friends feel awkward. They can frustrate their partners with a seeming lack of emotional enthusiasm Mm. or just plain dismissive of partners who are of like a more emotional messaging type. Mm. So it can be a problem if their partner is more emotional. You have to understand what your partner's messaging type is and work to connect with them in a way that works for both of you. Uh, And so, you know, they might be a bit on the analytical and non-spontaneous side. So Mm. keep that in mind. Yeah, and that can be a challenge for more emotional and intuitive message types. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, so that's number two, the intuitive type, right? So the intuitive message type is into big pictures, sweeping statements. This is the type of person who doesn't do details in a relationship. They prefer the panoramic angle. Marco, are you describing yourself now? I might be. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) You're the one that keeps the lists. (laughs) It does sound familiar. It's all I'm going to say. No, really. Intuitive types are adept at recognizing general concepts. And, you know, when it comes to, like, relationship stuff, they can easily leap to a whole new level of understanding or to a good conclusion. Uh, They often bring great insight and further relationship goals with ease, Mm -hmm. you know. So it is a perfectly fine message type to be. It's just absolutely different than something like the analytical type. Yeah, I would say it's on the opposite end of the spectrum, right? And as such, you need to know how to communicate with this type of communicator in its own right. 
So as you communicate with this message type, you got to remember to use the short version of things. You right. know, you got to be able to say like, this vacation is going to be chock full of outdoor adventure activity days instead of like, on Monday, we will skydive. On Tuesday, we will zip line. On Wednesday, we will snorkel. That's just going to kill it for them. Right. Yeah. It kind of drives you batty when we, I get too much into the details. Yeah. I'd rather just have the broad strokes, the uh, the impressionistic approach. Mm, okay. And the details fill in as you're having the experience. That's my personal take on the intuitive message type, is that the details fill in as you go, as opposed to having to have them all pre-itemized. No, that makes a lot of sense. And it also leaves a lot more room for magic, I would say, and flexibility. It's that lack of forecastability in life that keeps people like this really excited about things, you know, so you don't know what's going to happen next. That's a good thing with an intuitive type. Mm. So the upside of being in a relationship with this particular message type is that they do get the ideas very quickly, and they're usually ready to contribute immediately. Their enthusiasm just kind of takes over the moment they have the vague picture and they start contributing and like doing stuff, you know, like mm -hmm. wanting to fill in, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They don't need to be convinced about stuff. They get you and they get it. And then like, let's just go for it. Mm -hmm. Definitely sounds like me, doesn't Ready it? Ready to go. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. They are. They're out-of-the-box thinkers, and they're lovers, out-of-the-box lovers, and they enjoy <laughs> <laughs> and they enjoy a new experience and a new challenge, and things tend to always be fresh and exciting around this particular message type. So what are the downsides then? Well, you know, just like everyone, there are downsides, and mm -hmm. the downside is that intuitive message types can be a little sloppy and impatient in their intuitiveness. Intuitive messaging types, they don't like having things like relationship check-ins. No. No, you know, but also by skipping that kind of stuff, they do risk disregarding you and your needs. So it's important to kind of help focus. I mean, with you, I make it a point to include you in on some of the details, but I also do my best to not overwhelm you with too much of them unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that because uh, we have little patience for functional message types with their methodical approaches and, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, speaking of functional, that is the next type number three out of the four, and I definitely relate to this one. Hmm. Uh, the functional message type is the literal opposite of the intuitive. Uh, we prefer to walk through all the parts of a conversation using a sort of bullet point outline approach and offering concise closing statements. Hmm. I'm not going to lie, I have whole conversations in my head that it's like a list of things to discuss, <laughs> right? Uh, so we tend to be detail-oriented, adept at procedural communication, and we usually know what we need to do to ensure relationship success. Hmm. So we're great for making realistic schedules, managing chores and life, and just knowing their partner's practical needs. Hmm. Now, when communicating with us functional types, make sure you have a list, okay? We're going to want to know the full details. We don't necessarily need emotional feedback or the overall picture. We want the full spread of details. Boy, don't I know it. This is <laughs> the challenge for me every time is that I have to convince you with a whole bunch of details when I myself don't even want to know the details. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's good for both of us because you break me out of being too methodical and I help your intuitiveness be a little more organized, hmm. right? So if you say things like, I want us to have a satisfying vacation, so I would like for you to study the destination, check reviews, recommend restaurants, and come up with three activities you'd like to do together, it's going to be a lot better for me than something like, I wish you'd like involve yourself more in planning our vacation. Like that's so vague and murky. I just get overwhelmed by it. And I'm like, I don't know what you want. Right. And that's so vague and murky that it excites me into doing it. That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. So if you're a functional type communicator, message person, uh, what, what are the benefits of being with somebody like that? Well, the benefits of a functional type message person is that our detail-driven mind is geared towards not missing a single step, right? So we'll focus on accomplishing goals in our relationships once they're laid out in a really nice and itemized manner. Mm -hmm. Our thorough natures make sure that everything is satisfying and that all the boxes are successfully ticked. Tick, Which tick, is tick. so romantic. Tick, I know. Tick, tick. <laughs> uh, obviously, mm -hmm. the downside is that our procedural focus, our step by step approach, it can lead to an inflexibility and a lack of immediate understanding when plans change or needs evolve. Mm. Right? So, if someone like me, a functional type, is in a relationship with someone like you, an intuitive type, the intuitive type is fucked. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, did no. I get the wrong message? I'm sorry. Go on. What were you saying? <laughs> well, it can be a little bit like oil and water, <laughs> which can also be exciting. Uh, and it can be hard for those two types to harmonize at first. However, if you can work through the differences in style, uh, a kind of synergy can take place where the functional type, like me, can take care of the boring practical minutiae of relationship and lifestyle style needs while the intuitive type brings excitement and focuses on like the big beautiful broad picture and we're both awesome yeah it sounds like mutual benefit for all because the structure gets taken care of and also the color yeah I, it's kind of like how I do, I paint the corners and edges when we're painting a room and you do the big swath of rolling. We're getting so much mileage out of that personal analogy. We do a lot of painting, guys. We do a lot of painting. We, we have done a lot of painting. We have done so much painting. So much painting. Don't ever own a house. So much painting. <laughs> I kind of miss painting right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's the fourth one, Mr. Marco? So the fourth message type is the personal message type. And this is kind of opposite to the analytical message type on the spectrum. They prefer to use emotional language and value the intimate connection with their partner. You know, they, they're seeking to know how their partner is feeling as well as what they're thinking. Mm. So this type of person really does tend to work as kind of the peacemaker in the conversation, the peacemaker in the relationship, focusing on resolving conflicts and seeking to maintain the peace within the relationship uh, is typically their highest priority. Yeah, I'm pretty certain I can relate to this type as well. Yeah, I think this is your secondary type for real. I think that you're just about equal parts functional and personal. Possibly. I definitely have a fair amount of analytical thrown in there. So with the personal messengers, like what is the best way to communicate with them? So with a personal messenger type, honestly, what you want to do is like lean into the emotional component of communication. Mm -hmm. So something like um, 
Do you feel as though you are getting enough support and appreciation from me? Oh, that's so hot. <laughs> It has been seeming as though you're a little frustrated lately. And if there is something more you need from me, please let me know because I love you and I want you to be happy. Oh, my God. I love hearing that so much. <laughs> God, it's so hard for me to get there. But It feels so good. <laughs> because for me, it's just more like, it's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> And that's about it. That's But, not true. <laughs> <laughs> But no, nah, no. Nah, really, the upside of being with this type of person is that, you know, they're deeply and emotionally present for their partners. So they can foster deep bonds really, really quickly. And mm -hmm. you do. Oh, thank you. I didn't mean it as a compliment. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. No, but they are. The the um, personal message types, they're focused on building the relationship as a team. And they're not afraid of putting life on pause in order to address conflicts. Okay, but what are the downsides? Well, the downside to this type is that they really might be too emotional for some other types. So analytical people, especially, for example, can find it difficult to appreciate what a personal type has to say. Because one of them is like all data and facts and the other one's all emotions and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, analytical people might, like, disregard their opinions, uh, which can obviously lead to hurt feelings and resentment in the personal messenger type. Mm -hmm. So you got to avoid being too dry or too logical with a personal type. Instead, if you give them the space to voice their feelings, then they'll be able to listen to your point of view and you'll be more likely to cooperate as a team later on. Yeah, that makes sense. You got to honor their emotional type and let them get to a space where you can connect in like a more rational manner. Yeah, I would say. Is that what you do with me? I don't know how rational of a type I am. What would you say your types are? I mean, obviously you're intuitive. Yeah, I, I'm the intuitive type and I think... I'm probably somewhat personal, but I might be more functional than personal. Mm, really? Well, yeah, because I am procedural in a lot of stuff. That's where my creativity comes in, is I, I study up on things, for example. And I, you know, when I do learn new techniques or new creative procedures and stuff, I really go deep and study. I go in and I figure out how it's going to all work out before I jump in. It's like I did with podcasting or like I did with the carpentry inside our new house when we bought it. You know, that kind of situation. So tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that sounds like you're more analytical than functional because analytical is all about breaking down the specifics, like the raw logical data as opposed to just the, the details and organizing. Well, that's the thing with these message types is that you are probably a combination of all of them at any given time you know so mm -hmm. it's like dials that you turn up and down and you might use one or two of them more than the others but everybody has these messages going on inside them all the time because they are indicative of internal dimensions that we have as personalities. You know, everybody has an emotional side, for example. Everybody mm -hmm. has an intuitive side. Everybody has a an analytical side. It's just how adept are you at communicating with that particular focus in mind? Mm, I really like that. You know, it's kind of like learning different languages. So mm. you might need to communicate in the language of math uh, as an analytical, <laughs> uh, and you need to communicate in the language of emotions as 
as the personal, etc. Uh, but yeah, they're all different languages. Yeah. It's like you are a house. And a house requires plumbing, and a house requires electrical, and a house requires carpentry, and a house requires paint. Paint again. You know? And so <laughs> it, they all make up the house, just like these four message type qualities make up you. It's just which one is more important at any one particular time when dealing with the process of you being you. Absolutely. And in relationships, it's pretty crucial to have a fair amount in common with your partner, right? So if your longtime goals and the values you hold most dear have those in common, but if you understand who you are and you know what your messaging type is or types are or tend to be, know that in your partner as well, and then you can connect and really beautiful ways and create more of a, a harmony as opposed to like a, a one note song. Yeah, I get that. And it is. It's important to know what message type is coming out from your partner at any given time. Be able to recognize when they're being analytical or intuitive, for example, mm -hmm. and to be able to respond to that particular message type as it comes across. Right. It's recognizing the language that they're speaking in. Like if Marco speaks to me in Spanish, I know that, okay, it's Spanish. It's a different language. It's the same thing with messaging types. Yeah, exactly the same thing with messaging types. They are languages that come out from your psychic body. And by psychic, I don't mean like woo-woo, you know, like flowers and shit. No, no, no. I'm talking about psychic as in psychological. Your internal makeup is parts analytical, parts intuitive, parts functional, parts personal. Mm -hmm. So they will manifest themselves in your communicating, which is why this is different than the five communication styles from mm -hmm. last week. And listeners, if you haven't heard that episode, this is sort of a follow-up to that particular episode, five communication styles. These are the four message types. We decided they went together, so we kind of sandwiched the episodes one right next to the other. But yeah, these are contents mm -hmm. that are conveyed in your communication style. No matter what the style is, you can be an assertive person and be an assertive person with factual data, like an analytical type. You can be an assertive person with emotional information, like an intuitive type or a personal type, I guess it is. Right. And so all of the communication styles have their place. Obviously, if you want to communicate effectively Always working towards being an assertive communicator is important, but the messaging types that you're able to use your style with are all equally important and have value. Yeah, yeah. There's no value judgment that analytical is better than intuitive or intuitive is better than functional, you know, or functional mm -hmm. is better than personal. They're all just things. They're, they're the ingredients in your message. I would even say like muscles, you know, you can work different muscles of the body and it does different things. So keep them all toned and understand what's happening with the other people you're communicating with. There you go. Okay. So that's it. The four message types. We've got analytical, intuitive, functional, and personal. Whew, I'm glad because my brain was melting from all that, uh, by which I mean my intuitive message type was getting all up in my aggressive communication style. <laughs> it makes my pants itch, is what I'm saying. Yo, uh, <laughs> well, it's okay. I'll uh, take you out for a walk so you can like run around and sniff at things. Woof, woof. <laughs> Thanks. I've been needing that. <laughs> 
So again, to sum it all up, all of these message types exist on a spectrum. People will rarely be 100% of any one type. Rather, they've got primary, secondary, and sometimes even tertiary styles. Mm-hmm. A person might be primarily analytical but secondarily functional. You will see people switch between styles as necessary based on the situation, the person they're speaking with, and many other factors. Yep. In general, you will find that having a mix of all these message types will result in a better partnership. And each type offers its own advantages and disadvantages. So it's important to understand what type you are, to know what type of person you will be able to connect with more easily and what types you have to make a little more effort with. Yep. So if you can embrace your differences and appreciate the value you can each bring to an awesome partnership, you're going to accomplish a whole lot more than you ever could have imagined. And you know what? It made so much sense to me to realize that I'm primarily a personal slash functional type. Yeah, while I'm mostly an intuitive type with a bit of analytical and personal throwing in. What about you, love bunnies? What message type do you think you are given these descriptions? Yeah, let us know. You can hit us up on the socials. You know we love to hear your feedback because this stuff is not only fascinating, but I think it's useful in every single day of our life. Yeah. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you for joining us. Remember, you can reach out to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash howtoloveforever and Instagram at how, the numeral two, love forever. We are always looking to hear your feedback, what you would like us to cover, and maybe you would like to share your perspective and insights as one of our amazing guests. You can also share your story with us. And if you prefer to stay anonymous, just email us at contact at howtoloveforever.com. We are happy to keep your sexy identity secure upon request. And if you feel that the show we're putting together provides some value, is good for the world, or just plain entertains you, we would love for you to join our community on Patreon. We have a whole range of relationship levels you can choose from, and the more commitment you show, the more we're able to share with you, just like any other relationship. That's right. And join us next week for a highly enjoyable interview with the award-winning poet and digital nomad, Christine Jupp. Christine Jupp! We had an absolute blast chatting with her. We learned a lot. We laughed a lot. Yeah. I kind of feel like we made a new friend. I can't wait to hang out in like real life, you know? Yeah. So (laughs) we'll share that interview with you next week. Tune in. It's going to be simply fantastic. You're going to love it. So until then, remember, love bunnies, to love deep, love hard, and love love forever. forever. I'm a cat communicator type. Okay. No, you're not. Well, you might be. I might actually be. Okay.